Boston Bruins general manager Don Sweeney took some fairly significant swings prior to the 2019 and 2020 NHL trade deadlines. We're going to talk about his moves as part of the ongoing Don Sweeney trade history series on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and happy Tuesday, Bruins fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, so please do open up your podcast app, hit that subscribe button, and never miss an episode. We're also on YouTube, so please search up the Locked On Boston Bruins YouTube channel and subscribe there as well. I'm getting some bonus content Uh, over on the video feed. The podcast can be found on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. I am a lifelong Boston Bruins fan. I've been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years, and it is a very interesting time in the trajectory of this team. You know, someone said to me on Twitter the other day that they couldn't remember feeling this pessimistic about the team. Me, growing up, watching them in the 90s, early 2000s, remembering that they won only a single playoff round, I believe from like 95 to 2000 and. Eight, something like that. Uh, you know, we have been very lucky over the last 10, 12 years to see this run of success. How has Don Sweeney affected that? Well, we're continuing our look at his trade record here today and focusing mainly on the 2019 and 2020. Uh, trade deadlines. Now heading into the 2018-19 season, Don Sweeney traded longtime Bruins defenseman and fan favorite Adam McQuaid to the Rangers in exchange for Steve Kampfer, a fourth round pick in 2019, and a seventh round pick in 2019. Uh, Those were conditional picks if McQuaid played in at least 25 games or the Rangers traded McQuaid at any point during the season, the Bruins would receive the seventh round pick. I believe they traded him to the Blue Jackets. And uh, so they got the fourth and the seventh used to select Cade Weber and Jake Schmaltz, neither of whom have neared the pro ranks at this point. So, having said that, 
let's head towards the trade deadline in 2019. The Bruins set the table with a minor league move acquiring Paul Carey from the Ottawa Senators for Cody Golubev. And then they made a big swing on February 20th of 2019, sending Ryan Donato and the 2019 fourth round pick they had received from the Rangers to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Ryan Donato. Now, Ryan Donato was a pretty highly touted prospect for the Boston Bruins. He was drafted in the second round back in 2014 and had, uh, yeah, a pretty promising track record at Harvard before joining the Bruins. Didn't quite catch with the Bruins. And despite being seen as a, a key piece moving forward, he was deemed expendable in the Charlie Coyle trade. In Coyle, the Bruins were acquiring a 28th overall pick from 2010. He uh, was drafted by the Minnesota Wild, had a career-high 56-point season in 2016-2017, 37 points in 66 games in 2017-2018, and... Of course, he was a local boy coming from East Weymouth. Uh, so the Bruins were acquiring, yes, yeah, someone who is familiar with the market. A few days later, they traded a second round pick in 2019 and a fourth round pick in 2020 to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for Marcus Johansson. It's a bit of a controversial move. Not controversial, but um, it was clouded by the fact that Brad Marchand had injured Marcus Johansson uh, in that previous season, uh, concussing the forward. So there was some question as to some tension that might be there. But both Johansson and Coyle fit in uh, very well, playing depth roles for the Bruins en route to a Stanley Cup final appearance that season. Now, yes, the Bruins lucked out by uh, Columbus sweeping Tampa Bay. Uh, they beat Toronto in seven games, beat Columbus, beat Carolina, ultimately falling to the St. Louis Blues in seven games that year. But Coyle and Johansson were both instrumental in helping the Bruins get to the final. In uh, 24 games, 24 playoff games, Charlie Coyle had nine goals and seven assists for a total of 16 points. Johansson he appeared in 22 playoff games, chipping in four goals, seven assists for 11 total points. Both of those guys brought some much-needed depth scoring to the Bruins, uh, playing third-line roles, and really helped the Bruins achieve that success, coming so painfully close to winning a Stanley Cup. 
So those two deals, I believe, were wins for Don Sweeney. The pick sent to New Jersey turned into Nikita Okhotiuk, if I'm saying that right. Ethan Edwards. And then Ryan Donato, uh, you know, he didn't even catch in Minnesota. He played also for San Jose and was a member of the Seattle Kraken, signing a, uh, you know, league minimum deal this year. He did have 16 goals, 15 assists for 31 points with the Kraken, uh, showing some promise, but still overall, uh, the fact that they made it to the final that year, a coil has become, uh, I don't want to say a core member, but a pretty important member of the Boston Bruins uh, is a win for Don Sweeney. You can argue that the six-year, $31.5 million contract extension given by Sweeney to Coyle, not the smartest move. Perhaps not in terms of the length, but the valuation, 5.25 for a guy who probably best suited as a third-line center. Uh, not the best use of cap space, but those two deals on their own stand as wins for Don Sweeney. We're going to talk about the 2020 NHL trade deadline here in a moment, but I want to talk to you first about the Built Bar Mud Pie Edition. They've truly outdone themselves with this bar, and for the first time ever, Built is introducing a mud pie flavor in both a bar and a puff form. Are you not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you'd better sit down for this. The new Mud Pie Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with a cookie and cream crumble. You've got to try this as soon as possible. Uh, it's not only delicious, but it's also good for you. All right, they have low calories, high protein, low sugar. The bars and the puffs are available right now, and they're going fast because they are so delicious. Built Bars also have a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the Mud Pie Built Bar and Built Puff. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream, crumble, stop drooling, get to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Got an important favor to ask you now. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. Tell us what you like, tell us what we could work on at lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. Won't take you very long. Everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Go to lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey. Thank you so much for your help. And thank you again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Please subscribe if you have not already. All right, let's fast forward to 2020. 
The Bruins coming off a Stanley Cup final loss the year before. They are a, uh, challenging for first place. They ended 2019-2020 first overall in a COVID-shortened season. And they made two trades with the Anaheim Ducks in order to help win once again. The Bruins first traded uh, David Backus with 25% uh, salary retained, as well as defenseman Axel Anderson and a first-round pick to the Ducks in exchange for Andre Kasha. Three days later, they sent Danton Heinen to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Nick Ritchie. Now, the David Backus contract is a huge black mark on Don Sweeney's uh, record as Bruins general manager, signing him to a five-year, $30 million contract in 2016. Um, he was oft injured, oft scratched. He was even scratched for Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final against the team that he captain for several years so getting his uh contract off the books was a win for don sweeney uh bringing in andre kasha was also pretty good on paper uh he was a seventh round pick in 2014 but a very talented high volume shooter who had 20 goals in 66 games for the Ducks in 2017-2018. Now he too, oft injured, only appeared in nine regular season games for the Bruins over two seasons. He did appear in 11 playoff games with only four assists, zero goals to his credit as well. They allowed him to walk as a free agent this past summer signed with the toronto maple leafs 14 goals 13 assists in 50 games zero goals in seven playoff games and he was still in and out of the lineup with various injuries including some head injuries the first round pick was used to select jacob perot and he Scored 14 goals, added 23 assists for 55, or sorry, 37 points in 55 games for the San Diego Gulls. A right hand, uh, right winger. Something the Bruins could use at this moment. So this one's a bit mixed. You got a promising player in Kasha. You were able to give up or get rid of Bacchus's contract. But you also had to give up that first round pick, which was used to select a pretty good player. That one's a bit mixed. Denton Heinen traded for Nick Ritchie. You know, Heinen, um, kind of like Ryan Donato, a bit of a tweener for the Bruins. A good young player with some upside. He did have 47 points 
for the Bruins in 77 games in 2017-2018. He had only 22 points in 58 games for the Bruins at the time of his trading. Uh, He played very well this past season for the Pittsburgh Penguins after um, signing as a free agent there. $1.1 $1.1 million, 18 goals, 15 assists for 33 points. Nick Ritchie, like Kasha, was allowed to walk as a free agent, not qualified. He signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs, was subsequently flipped to the Arizona Coyotes after not quite catching on there. This one also a bit of a toss-up. You could argue that Heinen is better than Nick Ritchie, but he wasn't quite fitting in, whether it was part of this Bruce Cassidy criticism where the message wasn't getting through, what have you. Um, He has found success in Pittsburgh. Likely will get a nice deal this offseason as well. Um, That season was, of course, interrupted by COVID. So these two guys didn't really have a chance to find their footing Before the end of the regular season, they were thrust into the bubble. Nick Ritchie, um, you know, came out swinging both metaphorically and literally put the Bruins behind specifically in the series loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning, taking a five-minute major in one game. Uh, The Bruins did win a round against Carolina. There was, of course, the Tuka Rask leaving the bubble situation and they weren't able to make good on their first place finish after having been forced to play uh, for seeding prior to the bubble playoff. So it was very confusing, very up in the air, very, yeah, everybody was off a bit. Um, Neither of those players acquired are Bruins anymore. Danton Heinen, no longer a duck. David Backus has retired. So really, it was that first round pick sent to Anaheim to unload Backus's contract and to bring in Kasha that hurts the most. And Jacob Perot likely will be a fairly decent depth scorer at least for the Ducks with top six uh, potential. So that that kind of hurts a bit uh, for the Bruins giving up that first round pick. Just checking out Dauber prospects here. They believe he has second line potential, impactful goal scoring forward with nice upside. Uh, so yeah, the Bruins could certainly use that on the third line at the moment. So that's a look at the 2019 trade deadline. A win for Don Sweeney. 2020, mixed results to be sure. And uh, we will conclude this series later this week by looking at the 2021-2022 trade deadlines and deals made by Don Sweeney in the meantime. Hope you're enjoying this series. Hope you're enjoying this look back. And uh, I do think overall trades have been one of Don Sweeney's stronger aspects as general manager. Drafting, 
signings, not as great. And we'll look at those again as well as we move deeper into this offseason. We'll finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. You can make your second listen the Locked On NHL podcast. They cover the playoffs like no other. You can hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of the playoffs, the Stanley Cup Final begins on Wednesday. And I thought I would take a moment here to offer my predictions for this series. It's going to be must-see TV. The two-time defending champions in the Tampa Bay Lightning going up against a Colorado Avalanche team that has the look of a club that could become the next Lightning. It's going to be extremely high event hockey. The Lightning will be getting Braden Point back, who missed the entire previous series. And as good as the Tampa Bay Lightning are and have been, I really want to root for and pick the Colorado Avalanche in this series. I think it will, as it usually does, come down to goaltending, and you have to give the edge to the Lightning in this one. So I'm going to go Lightning in seven, although I think, hope, want the Avalanche to take this series. But that's my official prediction. Tampa Bay in seven. Some news from Nashville yesterday with our old friend Jeremy Lozon getting a four-year, $8 million contract with the Predators. He was set to become a restricted free agent. He was, of course, selected by the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. Second-round pick of the Bruins in that 2015 draft Uh, he said Nashville is the place I wanted to be so I'm thankful and fortunate to stay with the city and the Predators for the next few years as a defenseman who likes to play with physicality he loves the identity the team brings each game and knew this was a group he would fit in with right away Um, David Poyle said when we acquired Jeremy in March from Seattle, we felt he was a player with a bright future who would help solidify our blue line moving forward. They're excited to have him remain with the Predators. He jumped right into the lineup with his physical style of play, fits the identity that they like to bring at just 25. He's helped us further reach our goal of getting younger, and he's thrilled about the opportunity to develop in the city of Nashville. Philip Forsberg is a very high-profile, pending, unrestricted free agent. And again, the Bruins have some work to do in order to free up cap space and make any sort of noise in free agency. That's pretty much it for today's episode, friends. I hope you all had a great Monday and that your week is off to a good start. It's a beautiful, sunny day. My condolences to Celtics fans after watching last night's game. Do check out the 
Locked On Celtics podcast for all the latest there, as well as the Locked On Red Sox for baseball updates. And yeah, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll be back tomorrow, uh, I think with a mailbag episode, taking some questions after what has been a perhaps too eventful start to the offseason so far. Happy Tuesday, friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.